We return this morning to Hebrews chapter 9, verses 24 to 28. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Nor yet that he should offer himself often, as the high priest entereth into the holy place every year with the blood of others. For then must he, Jesus, often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now, once, in the end of the world, hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment, so Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Father, what a blessing it is to return to this text. It tells us that Christ did appear. It tells us that Christ is appearing. It tells us that Christ shall appear. And indeed, the table that we celebrate this morning under your command is celebrated in relationship to our Lord who did appear, who is now appearing, and who shall appear. Help us then, in response to him this morning, to be faithful to the ordinance, but more than that, faithful to our Savior, and deliberate in our resolve to honor you as our God. We pray this in Jesus' name and for his blessed sake. Amen. Was it not the pre-existent Christ that appeared with the three Hebrew children in Nebuchadnezzar's supercharged furnace? Was it not the pre-existent Christ that appeared to Joshua as the captain of the Lord's army? Was it not the pre-existent Christ that appeared to Abraham, to Moses, and to Isaiah? We not only call those encounters theophanies, meaning appearances of God, but we call those encounters Christophanies, meaning appearances of God the Son before he was born man, Jesus the Christ. Today, we wrestle with the truth of our Lord's multiplied appearances in the record of biblical history with the declaration of Hebrews 9.26 that he hath appeared once. 
This is why it's so important that you don't take the Bible out of its context. Because I could stand up and say, Christ appeared once. And then believe that I've told the whole of the thing. And you could go away thinking that Christ appeared once. And he did appear once. And the once of appearance that is the focus of Hebrews 9.26 is this once. As reflected in the table of the Lord. And yet the Lord appeared in a pre-existent state on multiple occasions. I want to remind you this morning that in the broader section of Hebrews 9, 24 to 28, you have three time-related references to an appearance of Jesus Christ. In verse 24, as we saw it last week, that the Lord Jesus is right now appearing before the face of God, in the presence of God, in heaven, on our behalf. Jesus is now appearing there for us here. This is the present tense of the Lord's appearing. If we read God's marquee concerning the currency of the moment, that marquee would read, now appearing before the face of God for us, Jesus Christ. But we also see in verse 28 of our text that Christ shall appear at the culmination point of God's salvation. This is the future tense and the future sense of Christ appearing. And we will address that future sense and tense of Christ's appearance next week, Lord willing. But it is timely for us, with the table of the Lord set before us now, to consider Hebrews 9.26 and the past tense appearance of Christ as referenced there. I want to remind you also that these three references uh, to appearance in Hebrews 9 uh, uh, come to us uh, in the broader English text in a way in which three completely different Greek words, all meaning to appear, but with different shades of meaning uh, and color, are highlighted. The word in verse 24, translated appear, yields the English word emphasis. Christ now emphasizes the pertinent truths before the face of God on our behalf. What are the pertinent truths that Christ emphasizes right now before the throne of God? We just sang them. We literally just sang them in that last song, Lonely Heart. The word in verse 28 yields the English words optic and optical, featuring the sense of the visual Christ that will appear in the flesh before our very eyes in the coming day. But the word that is found behind verse 26 in the English word appearance is interestingly and somewhat disturbingly upon first reading uh, the English word phantom. Phantom which is described as Webster's or by Webster's as a supernatural apparition, a spirit or a haunt. But the Greek word simply means a shining appearance. It isn't talking about a haunt. It isn't talking about something that goes bump in the night. It's talking about a shining appearance or an appearance in light 
as in last hour, Matthew chapter 4, verse 15 and 16, Christ the light of the world. We find the same word as translated appearance in 926. We find the same word used of Mark to describe the appearance of the resurrected Lord to Mary on resurrection morning. Mark chapter 16, verse 9. The appearance of Christ past hath appeared, says verse 26, places emphasis upon the word once. Hath appeared once. And we know that in some form, God the Son has appeared many times. But there is a sense, there is a deliberate sense, there is a most important sense, there is a most important truth that is associated with the once of his appearance that refers to the incarnation of Christ and his work on the cross. That is the once of Hebrews 9.26. And that sense of incarnation and work on the cross as a singular thing in human history, is presented to us in verse 26 uh, with three facets of related truth. And so let me just show them to you this morning quickly before we celebrate the table of our Lord. Facet number one, this once grammatically modifies the word offer, as in the sacrificial offering of Christ one time or once for all. For then he must often have suffered since the foundation of the world, but now once, not often, once offered in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. This is the truth of the cross of Christ held in contrast to the Old Testament ritual involving animal sacrifice upon animal sacrifice upon animal sacrifice. This is the once-for-all sacrifice of Christ, previously seen back in chapter 7 and verse 27. 727 reads, Who needeth not daily, as though high priest, to offer up sacrifice, first for his own sins, and then for the people's. For this he, Jesus, did once when he offered up himself. That's where that truth of the offering of Christ once was first indicated, Hebrews chapter 7, and then again at verse, in chapter 9, at verse 12. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. And then again now, Chapter 9 and verse 26 says, but now once. Christ, in that sense, once has appeared on our behalf on the earth and at the cross. Now, this once most clearly identifies the Roman Catholic error in the Mass. And it distinguishes what we're doing here this morning in participation of a memorial 
of a symbol, of a memorial of the body and the blood of the Lord to stir our heart memory towards the Lord, uh, in great contrast to that which is taught of Romanism, uh, the doctrine of perpetual sacrifice, which is called in Catholics' writings, perpetual sacrifice dogma. The perpetual sacrifice dogma was officially adopted by the Roman Church at the Council of Trent in the 1500s A.D. The teaching is that God's satisfaction regarding sin today, your sin, my sin, depends upon the weekly mass, the weekly crucifixion of Christ. That is why attending Mass is considered to be so important for good Catholics. But we, with the full assurance of Scripture, humbly say that there is no such thing as the perpetual sacrifice of Jesus Christ in any way. He suffered and shed his blood once. And we simply here remember at the Lord's table that once. Facet number two. This once or one-time sacrifice of Christ took place at the end of the world or the end of the ages. Again, verse 26. Uh, but now once in the end of the world. I note that the word world in the Greek is not cosmos, but ion, which should be translated in our modern tongue as age. And so Christ once appeared at the end of this age of time. As uh, we have taught you the biblical idea of last days or latter days, began with the advent of Christ. When did the last days begin? Christmas. With the birth of Christ. Peter speaks of the precious blood of Christ shed as a lamb without spot, who verily, quote, was ordained before the foundation of the world, but was, but was, past tense, manifest, or made to appear, but was made to appear in these last times for you. It just doesn't get any clearer than that. And as you might have guessed already, the Greek word that Peter uses, translated manifest in 1 Peter 1.20, is our word appear in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 26. Christ, the light of the world, shined once. And for all in these last times, he has shined for you and for me. Very clear as to when the light of Christ did shine. Very clear. And then the third facet that we can glean from this single verse is that uh, the once involves, amazingly, the, the putting away of sin. See that, verse 26? But now, once, in the end of the world, hath he appeared 
to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. The words put away in reference to sin carries the meaning of abolition, disannulling, or bringing a thing to nothing. In fact, the adults that are studying 1 Corinthians on Wednesday night with us saw the same Greek word translated bring to nothing in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 19 where it says that God will bring to nothing the wisdom of this world. Christ appeared once, past tense, to put away sin, to bring to nothing sin, to abolish sin by the sacrifice of himself. Since Christ did once so appear, verse 26, he is now appearing before the presence of God for us, verse 24, making emphasis of his glorious accomplishment. What we are remembering here is what he is arguing there. He's not arguing against God. He's arguing for us. As we remember him here, he is presenting our case before the Father in heaven there so that you and I stand clean before the heart of God. Not because of our own merits, but because of the merits of Jesus Christ. Since he did in fact come once as a sacrifice for sin, he now lives making intercession for us before the throne of God the Father. He is our on-duty advocate, our great high priest in heaven. He did appear, the truth of the day. He is appearing. That's the truth of last week. He will appear. That's the truth of next week. This morning, we read this marquee, as it were blazoned across the sky. Only one performance. Jesus Christ appeared to abolish sin. Father, help us this morning to be a responsive people as we partake of these emblems. Help our love towards you to stir because you loved us far first. Help our devotion to increase. Steal our resolve according to the truth of thy word even as we pray and we partake at this, the table of our Lord. Thank you for the occasion. Bless your people, we do pray. In Jesus' name and for his blessed sake. Amen. Let's stand together as we sing, He Showed Me His Hands. He 